Please be seated. Would you pray with me? Thank you, Lord, uh, for the gift of grace. I pray, Lord, today that um, you would teach us to be aware of the pressure and um, the anxiety and the fear that is produced within us because of the world we live in, a world that is all about earning everything we get, that there's no room for grace or failure or forgiveness. But God, we're not made, we weren't created to live in such a world. We need your grace and forgiveness. We need the grace found in Jesus Christ. Thank you, God. And I pray, Lord, for anyone who walked in today carrying a load they know not what to do with, Lord, that they would lay it down here, that they would trust that your grace is sufficient for them, and that they would experience the freedom that that grace brings, Lord. We pray this, Lord, and ask that you might pour upon me the gift of preaching, that my very frail and broken and human words might, by the power of your Holy Spirit, become your living word, uniquely crafted for each and every one of our hearts. We pray it with great confidence, for we pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen. There's a general rule in America that when things break, they should be thrown away. In fact, many of the products we buy off store shelves are designed this way. I think of an experience I had when a two-and-a-half-year-old Apple Watch was dropped and the screen cracked and I took it to Apple Store and the Genius Bar said to repair it would cost as much as the original cost of the watch. The cracked screen watch sits in a drawer in my house to this day. I, I don't know how to throw it away. It's too expensive. But there it sits. I believe this disposable mentality is closely tied to our culture's struggle with perfectionism. Counter to stories like the Velveteen Rabbit, most of us don't want to live with things as they wear and break down. We prefer things that are shiny and new. I also think our our perfectionistic tendencies extend beyond electronics to people. As well, our society leaves little room for the mistakes and the errors of others. We've all experienced how this works when it comes to career or intelligence or physical appearance. Our culture sets unattainable standards, impossible expectations that some of us spend a lifetime trying to attain. And when we fail, society is quick to judge and loathe to forgive. The clear message is that humans have no intrinsic value outside of their flawless accomplishments. In contrast to humans, God's perspective is radically different. He truly sees who we are in all our imperfections and unconditionally loves us Still, while we were broken in our sin, God, who is rich in mercy, chose to forgive our imperfections and establish a reconciled relationship with us based upon his own standard of perfection, grace. The difference is this standard is not an expectation, 
its sheer gift. Our foundation, our identity, who we are, our intrinsic worth is sheer gift. It is grace. The love of God is unconditional. Just think about the differences for a moment. A culture that sets an unreachable bar, who then is quick to judge when we miss the mark and loathes forgiving or second chances, versus a creator God who is rich in mercy, quick to forgive, and in the grace of Jesus Christ loves us just as we are. Those are the choices that we face each day. This is the dichotomy that Christians live with. And I'm always amazed, at least in my own life, I don't know about yours, at how difficult it is to choose God over culture. Why in the world would I choose culture when that's what's promised, when God promises this? I don't know, except I would say that's part of the brokenness within me that so wants to be my own God, my own creator, to earn my own way, so much so that I miss the gift of the day experiencing God's grace. I also believe that God has hardwired into each of us a desire for unconditional love, which is built upon compassion, forgiveness, and grace. And I love it when we see signs of that desire show up in the world. Two wonderful examples of this are Wabi Sabi and Kintsugi. It took me a while to figure out how to say those. Both of these practices exude grace and finding beauty in imperfection. In other words, they emanate the very heart of the gospel. Here's a definition of wabi-sabi. Wabi-sabi is a way of living, a way of life, that reveres authenticity above all else. It focuses in finding beauty in imperfection and accepting the natural cycle of life and death. Broadly, wabi-sabi is everything that today's sleek, mass-produced, technology-saturated culture isn't. Robin Griggs Lawrence writes, To discover wabi-sabi is to see the singular beauty in something that may first look decrepit and ugly. Boy, that is the opposite of our culture, isn't it? I mean, our culture does not have much wabi-sabi in it. Do you see it? The practice of wabi-sabi beautifully exemplifies the gospel idea that no matter their flaws or mistakes, things and humans have intrinsic value. You have intrinsic value. No matter what you accomplish today or don't accomplish, you have intrinsic value. So hold on to that thought. And add to it the practice of kintsugi. Kintsugi, which means golden joinery, is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery by mending the areas of the breakage with lacquer, dusted, or mixed with powdered gold, silver, or platinum. This is a picture of a broken piece of pottery repaired with the kintsugi method. Stefano Carnazzi writes... Kintsugi teaches that broken objects are not something to hide, but to display with pride. 
By repairing broken ceramics, it's possible to give a new lease on life to pottery that becomes, hear me, the pottery becomes even more refined thanks to its scars. Is that amazing? Isn't that beautiful, by the way? It's a beautiful piece of pottery, and I hate to say it, but if it were just blue-gray or whatever the color it was originally, it wouldn't be as nice, right? The gold, the accents of the brokenness make it actually more beautiful. As we can see, it, it creates, this gold creates a completely new look for the bowl. Every single one of us is broken by sin. We are weakened by its power. And our sin, and man, I have to say, we struggle as humans facing our sin. And so I, if there's a little voice in your head saying right now, I'm, I'm, I don't struggle with sin, can I just ask you to quiet that voice? <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I may or may not know you, but I know you're wrong if you listen to that voice. Right? Because we all make mistakes, and our mistakes hurt they hurt us and they hurt others and everyone's mistake as we start kind of dancing with them in culture guess what it hurts our culture and our society we are seeing it aren't we all around us and so sin is real we are broken and weakened by it and the impact of that brokenness on us and on those we love can be devastating For like broken pottery is no longer able to fulfill its intended purpose, the brokenness that sin creates does the same in us. And because of God's great love for us, like Wabi Sabi, he is able to see the singular beauty in us that may first look decrepit and ugly. Then... Through the grace of Jesus, God performs a kintsugi of sorts upon us, putting the broken and disparate pieces of our lives back together, all the while lining our broken places with the gold of his grace. And once grace is applied, we are seen by God as more beautiful, than we were before when we were broken, even before we were broken by our sin. The gold of his grace, the healing that can happen, it's real. I have seen it in my life, in my marriage with my kids. I've seen it in some of your lives, in your marriages with your kids. I have seen the power of grace when we take it seriously, when we allow it to truly transform us, what it can do in our lives and how we can become more beautiful than we've ever been before as people. And more, like the artist places that kintsugi bowl in its transformed state in a prominent place in their home for all to see. This was amazing. Guys, when I first picked this scripture, I didn't even see this. God gave it to me yesterday morning. So when you finish the kintsugi bowl, it's now something prominent and it sits on the top shelf, right? God does the same. Look at in Ephesians. Look at this. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Jesus Christ. Why? Seated us up high. Why? In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches 
of his grace. The golden lines. Expressed in his kindness. His kindness to us in Jesus Christ. Yes, God is so proud of who we become in Christ that we are we too are on display with our goal-filled scars. Demonstrating, showing the world the incomparable riches of His grace. Aren't Wabi Sabi and Kintsugi wonderful representations of the gospel? I love it when human thoughts and ideas and practices, whether the person that creates it knows it or not, are natural representations of the gospel. In light of this good news, the pertinent question is, are we living in light of our top shelf status? Are we living in light of our top shelf status? For so many of us, the pull of culture's perfectionism causes us to feel shame about any flaw and any mistake. Instead, receive the gift of the gospel. For in Jesus Christ, God now sees that our broken selves are not something to hide, but to put on display with pride because embedded in us are the gold lines of his grace. So can we actually embrace and live in light of the inherent beauty that the gold of God's grace imprints upon us? That in our repaired state, we are actually more beautiful and more valuable than before. And that we don't have to bow down to what culture demands of us to find this. As a result, we are more effectively able, by the way, to witness to others of the beauty of God's grace through our Kintsugi state. Right? Once we're the bowl on the right-hand side that's been repaired and the gold is showing, people see our brokenness, right? I mean, they see it. We acknowledge it. It's hard to hide it. But yet in that, they too find that maybe something inward resonates and says, oh my gosh, I'm broken too. For as we embrace living wagi-sagi, which reveres authenticity above all else and finds beauty in imperfection, and kintsugi, which honors the effort given to put broken things back together, making them more beautiful than they were, We not only learn to love and accept ourselves in the light of grace, we also learn to love others in their imperfections. And boy, doesn't our world need that today? If wagi-sagi and kintsugi were at the heart of your relationships with others, think about this. If these principles were at the heart of your relationship with others, how would they be transformed? How would they be different? Those of you who are parents, do you practice wagasagi and kintsugi with your children? Or are we expecting the perfectionism from them that only culture demands? We all see (laughs) what that does in the long run. It's not helpful. Having the perfect resume for college is not enough, folks. It's just not. If the person is completely broken and destroyed inside in the process. For accepting one another's imperfections and a willingness to work hard at repairing what's broken, right? Our our relationships break down, 
Forgiveness is needed. Grace is needed. We must learn to see the brokenness in others and forgive it and make amends, right? That's all part of what happens, I think, in the spiritual side of Kintsugi. When we treat others with such grace, God's kingdom is present. And others are able to experience a taste of God's love and grace through us. So, let's accept our own and others' imperfections and brokenness and more. Learn to see the beauty in everyone's grace-lined scars. For when we finally embrace who God intended us to be, that's when we finally discover what it means to be us. And we experience true freedom in Christ. So take time today to begin a new pattern in life, integrating wabi-sabi and kintsugi into your life. So take time to embrace wabi-sabi and kintsumi and the art of grace that is embedded in it. I promise you, this is God's kingdom, God's purpose, God's promise for you. That as you allow grace, God in his grace, to put you back together, you'll be stronger and more beautiful than you ever were before. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.